The Truth and Love Ministry is pleased to present Truth and Love Radio with former Muslim and now Christian pastor Sharam Hadian. Sharam is from Iran and is now a proud U.S. citizen living in Washington State. In addition to being a pastor and conference speaker, he is also the host of the weekly television program Till TV. And now, here is your host, Sharam Hadian. Well, thank you for joining us today on Truth and Love Radio. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian. I'm so glad that you can join us for our program today. And folks, uh, this is a very, very important and timely program, one that I'm going to ask you to share with all of those you know, especially if you are in the Minnesota area. I'm going to be distributing this show via email and Facebook uh, to the folks that we know in Minnesota especially um, because I wanted to give an update about my recent trip there back at the end of November, early December and tell you about, uh, first of all, the amazing things that God did on this trip but also some uh, expected opposition that we received that is extremely troubling and dangerous for where uh, we are at in our nation and really in the church. Uh, so again, I just want to uh, pray that the Lord would uh, give us wisdom in these days that we are in, folks. We are in very perilous days as Christians, as Bible-believing Christians, and our our program, our ministry is committed to speaking the truth and love about uh, all of these issues that are going on. We're not going to uh, silence ourselves. We're not going to back away from uh, conflict or opposition because the kingdom of God advances and it advances forcibly. And so sometimes we have to knock down the gates of the enemy. So folks, I want to give you sort of a little bit of a timeline. Uh, this is probably going to be more than one show because there's a lot to cover here because there's a lot of incredibly uh, insidious, false, blatantly false allegations that have been made against me and this ministry. Um, this is not the first time, but things are ramping up. And so I wanted to address this. But first of all, I wanted to just praise God for... An amazing trip. I was in Minnesota uh, for four nights speaking at three different churches in uh, the city of Cambridge, Minnesota, in the city of Spicer, Minnesota, where we had two events, and in St. Cloud, Minnesota, where I had previously spoken in August uh, of 2017, where, of course, we had faced opposition, protests, which I've talked about before. As you also know, uh, Worldview Weekend events that I was a part of were canceled. Remember back in April of this year, April 2018, we had four events canceled in Milwaukee, in Green Bay, in uh, on Alaska's lacrosse area, in Wisconsin, and of course in Bloomington, Minnesota. So we faced opposition. Opposition is growing. Nothing surprising there. However, what is troubling is the um, the ramifications of that opposition because to this point, you know, one can say, look, you know, they want to call us names. They want to call us bigots. They want to call us haters. They want to call us Islamophobes. Uh, they want to even try to shut down our events, which of course was a, was a violation, is a violation of the first amendment. Okay. You know what? That's to some extent, not surprising, but when they start making accusations against us that are criminal in nature, like the fact that we know that there will be a push for hate speech legislation. We, we see this, of course, in Europe, where the European Supreme High Court, the French Supreme Court, both within the last month or so, month and a half, have ruled 
that to criticize Islam, only Islam, by the way, is not protected free speech. So if you criticize Islam in Europe now, you can go to jail. So that's a fact. And we, we see this coming in Canada. And of course, we know that it is ultimately something that is being pushed here in the U.S. And of course, I've talked about this previously in places like Minnesota, where you have the city of Minneapolis that set up a uh, hotline for people to call in and, and report so-called hate crimes or hate speech. So I want you to understand that the enemy is trying to set a trap for us, that Satan wants us to to hang. This is exactly like the 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 the, the story of of Haman uh, in the story in the book of Esther where he was setting a trap for God's people. And by God's wisdom, eyes were given to see the trap, to be able to identify the trap. And we got to pray that not only would the Lord identify and expose the traps, but also turn those same traps onto the heads of those who are trying to ensnare and entrap us, when, especially if and when we are standing righteously. So, uh, again, opposition not new, but the level of opposition and the danger of that opposition is increasing. So we were in Minnesota. Uh, this is the first time that I've been back in Minnesota, as I said, since April when our events were canceled. I had tried to go early in the year, but of course, as you many of you know, we had some tragedy this year with uh, uh, the loss of our baby back in June. Of course, I fell off a ladder and dislocated both my shoulders, which I'm still healing from. I still have a... Um, uh, nerve damage in my right shoulder. I need surgery. So I would, of course, covet and appreciate your prayers for that, folks, so that uh, I can be healed. But praise God that my mouth still works. Praise God that my mind still works. Praise God that my heart still works and that the Lord is calling us to continue to go out and proclaim the truth and love. So we were in Minnesota, as I said, scheduled four nights, three churches. Uh, it was an incredible turnout. Over the four nights, we had close to 900 people show up at these four churches. Praise God for the pastors there in Cambridge and, and St. Cloud and Spicer, Minnesota that are standing courageously, that are willing to open their doors and have someone like me who uh, is now so controversial, not because I'm trying to be, but because we're standing on the truth. So we, I thank those pastors. I thank all of you who were in Minnesota who came out to these events. Uh, as I said, two in Spicer. Uh, of course, the number one presentation that I was sharing was the Trojan Horse of Interfaith Dialogue. The other side hates this presentation. The enemy hates this presentation because it is utterly exposing this, this erroneous, unbiblical, heretical practice of interfaith, the, the, the interfaith that is not only a spiritual threat to Christ, a spiritual threat to the gospel, but it is a national security threat to our nation because if you get our dvd the trojan horse of interfaith dialogue which of course is available on our website at tillproject.com tilproject.com you will see that this is the the interfaith is a um is a forefront of strategy for the muslim brotherhood to infiltrate the churches co-op churches and ultimately turn them against true believers and turn them in their favor so um, we were giving that presentation, Trojan Horse of Interfaith. We were giving uh, an, uh, my other new presentation, which is Hated for the Cause of Christ, the War on Christians, talking about how we're seeing, as we see the rise of, of fundamentalist Islam, we're seeing a, a rise of global Christ, uh, Christian persecution and a rise of global anti-Semitism. And 
Uh, also, on Thursday night in Spicer, Minnesota, I gave a presentation uh, on sharing Christ with Muslims. It was amazing, folks. We were able to, I think we had about 240, 250 people out that night. Uh, we got to equip these people to how to share Christ with Muslims. And we even saw three people on this trip come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They Three people got saved on this trip. So praise God. Praise God. I want to say it one more time. Praise God for what he did. Now, while we were there and knowing that there was going to be opposition, we were very, um, very much aware of the interfaith coalition, particularly coming from the very heretical ELCA church. That's the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. This is not the Missouri Synod Lutheran Church. This is the the, 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 the apostate ELCA quote-unquote church. We knew we were going to get pressure from them. We've gotten pressure from them in the past. If you, if you remember, uh, folks, we talked about in April, I was in Montevideo, Minnesota, where we had uh, scheduled protests, which of course were then canceled from the ELCA church there uh, in, in, the, in the area of Wilmer, Minnesota. And uh, that, along with some of the Catholic Church, with the Methodists, with the Presbyterians, and even some evangelicals who are going down the road of interfaith, these folks are our greatest opposition. I have said time and time and time again, the greatest opposition coming to true Bible-believing Christians in these days is from the false dominant church. These are not Christians. These are, these are apostate. If they are Christians, they are lukewarm at best. These, they, are, they are dangerous because they are, excuse me, wolves in sheep's clothing. So uh, we knew we were going to get opposition. Um, we didn't really, well, we didn't really see any protests, which is praise God for that this time around. Uh, we had security on hand. And as I said, God did amazing things. I also met with a group of pastors there. We had a pastor's lunch in one of the days. I was able to meet with uh, a local law enforcement. I was able to meet with a local sh- uh, police chief, his uh, captain, uh, w- which is all, which was also part of their, their uh, canine team, uh, their dete- head of detectives. And I was able to do about an hour and a half training on the uh, Muslim Brotherhood, on the dangers of jihadism, Islamism, Islamic supremacy. So that was very, very positive. Again, overall, the trip was incredible. We saw three people get saved, including, including, and I, I can't share details because of security, but including, we saw a Muslim come to Christ at one of these events. We saw, let me say that again, we saw a Muslim come to Christ in one of these events. So, the power of God works when we preach the true gospel, which, by the way, was what I was talking about Thursday night in Spicer, is that when we're bold enough to share the true gospel, that is the power of God unto salvation. That is what changes the hearts of these Muslims that are following a false ideology, not compromise, not interfaith, not ecumenicalism, not this garbage. But the 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 real threat that we were that we're concerned about is that, and again. If you get the DVD, Trojan Horse of Interfaith Dialogue, I, I, I spell it out in detail. And that's what I presented Tuesday night in Spicer. That's what I presented Wednesday night in Cambridge. I spell that out in detail. That the Muslim Brotherhood, particularly CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, now remember, CARE, as a back, background, is Hamas in America. Hamas, which was formed by the Muslim Brotherhood, Hamas, which is a terrorist organization, according to the State Department. 
Hamas, which was the uh, primary entity that the federal government went after in the largest terror financing trial in American history called the Holy Land Foundation trial in Texas. Hamas is a designated terrorist group. In 1987, the Muslim Brotherhood created Hamas. When the State Department labeled Hamas as a terrorist organization in 1993 and 1994, the Muslim Brotherhood created CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations. CARE then became basically the fundraising arm of Hamas in America. And what led to uh, the, the prosecution was the fact that the documents that were discovered in 2004 at the, at the home of Ibrahim El-Barasi in, in um, Virginia, Maryland area, uh, where 70-plus boxes were discovered. Again, I've covered this before for you, right? This audience should know this, but I just want to make it clear again that when we see CARE working with not only governmental agencies and governmental entities, as I'll, as I'll show you here in this show, but also with the, with, the, with the so-called Christians who are part of the interfaith uh, coalition, understand that CARE is, is, a, is a front group for the Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood that has been labeled a terrorist organization, even by the United Arab Emirates, by Egypt, uh, folks, even Muslim countries have li listed the Muslim Brotherhood as a terrorist organization. And in our country... We have given them carte blanche access. We are bending over backwards, accommodating them, giving them access instead of trying them and putting them in prison and deporting them or, or, or charging them with treason, which is what we should be doing. Uh, our elected officials are, are just hand in hand with care. But as I've shown you before, it's not just elected officials. We have these liberal, apostate, heretical, lukewarm, whatever category you want to be in, churches, deceived Christians, deceived churches that are allowing CARE to come into these quote-unquote churches. They're working with groups like CARE and the Muslim Brotherhood. They're standing up for them. They're defending them. They're actually being... being um, uh, used by care to attack conservatives and Christians, and I mean Bible-believing Christians, constitutional conservatives, and uh, what's worse, what's worse is that these so-called Christians are going to help care and the Muslim Brotherhood, that's the Islamic element, and, and, the Marxist element, the globalist, the socialist, the communist that we have in this nation, the, 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 the interfaith groups, the so-called Christians, are going to be helping them to turn on and betray and sabotage not only our nation, but again, true Bible-believing Christians. That's why I'm saying that our greatest threat is coming from the false dominant church. So let me now go into the details of what happened. Because again, I've shared, shared with you the positive. I want to share with you now the challenge and what needs to be exposed. So Friday night, we had this event in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Having been in St. Cloud before, having worked with folks there in that area, uh, I want to thank Granite City Baptist Church, Pastor Dennis Campbell, for courageously opening his doors for a second time to have us come in. I want to thank uh, Pastor George Sagasor, 
from Faith Lutheran Church there in St. Cloud, um, who graciously has invited us to come back there when we're back in town again. So I want you to understand that this is critical that these pastors are standing. But again, they're in the they're now in the minority. You have to understand that. These type of churches that are biblically standing, these type of pastors that are biblically standing and courageously standing, you have to understand they are now in the minority. So before this event, and again, going back to last year and earlier this year, we knew we were going to get opposition. As I mentioned, in August of 2017, when we were there, we were protested by a group that included Antifa, Black Lives Matter, CARE, and the Interfaith Coalition, a group in St. Cloud that is called Unite Cloud. Plus, there's a larger entity in the state of Minnesota called Isaiah. Now, if you've seen any of our presentations, you know that when we were shut down in in in, in April in Wisconsin, we identified uh, a dozen or more quote-unquote interfaith groups. Really, they're social justice warriors, social justice groups that are Marxist groups, uh, claiming to be interfaith, claiming to be Bible-based because they have uh, biblical names like Cush and, and, and Jonah and Moses and Noah and so forth and so on. So here you have this group, Isaiah, which is an interfaith group in Minnesota. And you have specifically in St. Cloud, a group called Unite Cloud that they, uh, one of the, the heads of Unite Cloud is um, a gal by the name of Natalie Ringsmith. So I want you to pay attention to this name. Um, I have tried not to pay attention to this name because as far as I was concerned, she's a fly on the wall. She's nobody. But she has become very influential now uh, in in opposing uh, uh, pastors like Pastor Sagasor and Pastor Campbell there in St. Cloud, opposing uh, very concerned citizens there who are concerned about the rise of Islam and the Islamic infiltration in Minnesota, particularly by the Somali Muslim community. Uh, very concerned uh, folks who are very concerned about the fraud, the welfare, the Medicaid, Medicaid fraud, welfare fraud, daycare fraud that is going on in the state of Minnesota. Um, she's been, she is, she is becoming the the bane of their existence because of her efforts. Of course, uh, sadly, I found out that. The people of St. Cloud elected this deceived woman onto the city council, uh, onto the school board uh, in in St. Cloud, which is very troubling. Of course, this is the same state, Minnesota, that recently just elected Keith Ellison, who is known Muslim Brotherhood entity uh, as their new attorney general. And so, uh, God help the people of Minnesota. So, again, in uh, August of last year. Uh, Unite Cloud, along with these other groups, protested our event there outside the church, uh, called me a white supremacist, along with other names. Uh, now remember, Natalie claims to be a Christian. Let me make this clear. Natalie and her husband claim to be Christians. They claim to be part of the ELCA church, Lutheran Church, Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, which is not the same as the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod, the LCMS Lutheran Church, which is the biblically conservative Lutheran Church. Now, Granite City Baptist, of course, Pastor Campbell is a Baptist church, but as I said, Faith Lutheran, Pastor George Sagas are there. These are the LCMS churches. That's the LCMS. They're solid. They're standing. They're biblical. So, 
Natalie claims to be a Christian. Keep that in mind. And uh, she claims to be a, you know, love thy neighbor Christian. You know, one of these Christians that uh, everything goes uh, except the truth. So what uh, she organized or helped organize back in, 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 in August of 2017 was the protest. She came into the event. She sat there. We controlled the Q&A because we knew that they were, they were wanting to disrupt the Q&A time because that's their MO. We didn't allow that to happen, and the event ended peacefully last in 2017. Then in April of 2018, as I said, our events were shut down in um, in, in, in Bloomington. Then in June of 2018, this year, I was scheduled to go back to St. To Cloud to speak at Faith Lutheran. Uh, that was the trip that I had to cancel because my wife and I lost our baby. She had a miscarriage um, close to halfway through our pregnancy, just just not quite halfway. When that happened, um, this so-called Christian before the event was on Facebook, and I'm going to read to you her verbatim words, opposing me coming to St. Cloud. So she claims to be tolerant, she claims to be a Christian. And by the way, I want to be very clear. She is directly in bed with the Muslim Brotherhood. She is directly in bed with Jelani Hussein, who's the head of CARE Minnesota. She is arm in arm with CARE Minnesota. So here's the way we need to couch this conversation. You have a so-called Christian that is linked arm in arm with jihadist, with terrorist. CARE is a terrorist group. CARE is Hamas. There's no difference between care and Hamas. Care just, you know, can talk better, can dress better. They're slimier. At least Hamas tells you who they are. And she's in bed with terrorists. She's helping and aiding and abetting jihadists. There's no other way that I can say it. She is a uh, entity that should be on the terror watch list. Natalie Ringsmith and her husband and anybody connected to the United Cloud should should be investigated by the federal government, should be investigated for aiding and abetting terrorists. They should be investigated for material support of terrorism because of what they're doing. They are sabotaging our nation. And worse, she's claiming to be a Christian. So Natalie then goes on Facebook. Here's what she writes. This is again, Back in June. At this man's last talk in this area, I was made to sit in a certain area. True. That's true. Because we brought the protesters in and had them all sit in one area so we can keep an eye on them because we didn't know what they were going to do. Because again, remember, we had Antifa. We had Black Lives Matter as part of that group. So we didn't know if they were going to disrupt, if they were going to... We had to have police presence there that day back in August of 2017. Now remember, and keep this in mind, she is really, really good at playing the victim. Just just start your violins for her. Because, you know, by the time I'm done, you'll probably be weeping for her. So she says, I was made to sit in a certain area, and a video camera was turned on me. That's true, we had a video camera on that group, again, because we didn't know what they were going to do. They're known to be disruptive. They're known to be violent. That is Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Uh, we had the Muslim Brotherhood there. Uh, they were protesting us outside. We had no idea what they were going to do. So we had a video camera. Now, she says, I was jeered, laughed at, and told that I was not going to heaven. I didn't personally see anybody jeer her or laugh at her. Uh, I don't know if it happened or not. 
And obviously somebody must have talked to her about the fact that she's not demonstrating uh, Christ-likeness in how she's behaving and what she's trying to shut down. And that's probably why they said you're not going to heaven because the same thing I said to her, by the way, in her face at, at our encounter this time around when she was there Friday, uh, December uh, or, or uh, Friday, November 30th, this time around when I was in St. Cloud, when she was there, I told her, you're not a Christian. Stop calling yourself a Christian. And she goes, well, how dare you say that? Because I said, because you don't demonstrate the fruit of a Christian, the fruit. We shall know them by their fruit. Now, she uh, she goes on to say, I was told that God punished us with Obama and now has decided to bless us with Trump. Well, guess what, Natalie? That's exactly what I believe, that Obama was a part of the judgment of this nation. And while I may not use the word that God blessed us with Trump, I would say that God allowed President Trump in there as a reprieve, as a, as a sign to give us time to turn around. She goes on to say, I grew up in a local LCMS Lutheran church. That's the, that's the Missouri Senate part. I am so, so embarrassed to see this man welcomed into a central Minnesota LCMS church. I'm calling on my friends and family that go to LCMS Lutheran churches in this area to hold this pastor and this church accountable. I am happy to meet with him, especially if other LCMS folks would meet with me. This cannot go unchecked. So here's the tolerant Natalie Ringsmith, the tolerant interfaith groups, the tolerant uh, 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 Unite Cloud trying to stop me from coming in and speaking at a church, trying to stop a Christian pastor from coming in and speaking at a church. Did you, did you Let me say that one more time. A so-called Christian is trying to stop me from coming in and speaking at a Lutheran church in her community because she is embarrassed by me. And yet she claims to be a loving, dovey, wovey Christian. Apparently she's only lovey-dovey towards the terrorist. Apparently she's only lovey-dovey towards care and Hamas and the jihadists that she's working with, like Jelani Hussein. But when it comes to Christians, she wants to destroy us. She wants to stop my livelihood. She wants to stop me from coming and ministering to the body of Christ and teaching the body of Christ the truth. Does that sound like Christian behavior? Now, we're out of time in this show, so you're going to, I hope you're going to hang on for part two. You're not going to want to miss what happened, folks. Again, I'm drawing this out because I got to give you the whole story. This is what we're up against. This is the deception that is going on in the so-called church today. We have a false dominant church that is going to persecute and aid and abet our enemies, the Islamists and the Marxists, our enemies to persecute us. Folks, Get Trojan Horse of Interfaith Dialogue if you can, and also get the new docu-movie out called Sabotage, how Islamists, Marxists, and their religious useful idiots are destroying our nation from within, are working to sabotage and destroy our nation from within. It's available on our website. Go, go to our order tab at teleproject.com. You can order Sabotage. Six hours, three DVD set docu-movie. It is incredible. You don't want to miss it. Put out by Worldview Weekend. So folks, stay tuned. I will then go into more of what happened in Minnesota when we come back on our next show. Thank you for listening to Truth in Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. You can visit our website, order DVDs, subscribe to our podcast, or support the ministry at www.tilproject.com. Please join us next time for another installment of Truth in Love Radio.